0: Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Clarissa. If you were one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home and as always there's beer and soda in the fridge if you don't already know start the beat is part of the epicast family you can catch up with my show and all the other shows on epicast over at epicast.tv there's a little something there for everyone so if you're into podcasts and you're into pittsburgh you're into craft beer you're into movies, you're into traveling, you're into fucking porn stars, you're into whatever comedy, any like anything, honestly, there's something for you over at epicast.tv. So check it out. It's good people, my people's. And if you don't already follow me on any type of social media, you can find me on, you know, basically anywhere at the real Sykes. at uh you know Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, anything at the real psychs. So, hey, come find me if you don't already know me. Chances are if you don't already know me, you're here because of my guest who I mentioned earlier was my friend Alex. But for those of you out there who don't know Alex, Alex is a musician and a show promoter, and just someone who is generally deeply involved in the Pittsburgh music scene, primarily more of the like hardcore, screamo, metal type of subgenres of music. And uh, in today's conversation, we're basically just going to talk about the state of that subgenre in Pittsburgh. Uh, his history as a musician, a lover of music, and just the future—I guess—we we'll talk about a little bit of everything. It's a very, very long conversation. It's almost two hours. I mean, we were just fucking in it. We we're in the zone, and you know, when you get in the zone, you—you you don't want to get out. That's the point. You know, you lock in. Just keep it rolling, and that's what we did. So hey just get ready to fucking strap in because it's a long one but it's good so yeah let's get on with it sit back relax and let's start the motherfucking beat get comfortable lock-in You ready to do this yeah sick all right so we were just actually talking about promoting shows Mm -hmm. and the struggles of being a DIY promoter and how it sucks uh, trying to find bands and what you need to do to get people to come to shows and how sometimes it's you know asking local bands to sell tickets to a show but it sucks that you need to do that, but That's I understand terrible. why, because a lot of people just don't want to promote shows. It's mm-hmm. like they just want to play shows and hope that the other bands bring people. Yeah. And then you have five bands that do that, and nobody's there, and then they're like, why nobody come to the show? It's because you can't fucking tell anybody about it.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the biggest struggles, too, is most of our lives is dependent on social media right now. So Facebook really limits what you can do like with promoting your band page. It's cool because you can pay for more promotion, more spam and everything, and you can make it show up at the top of people's uh, newsfeed, which is cool. You can pay for it. It's kind of expensive after a while, but whatever, you have a big album dropping, you'll, you'll put up the money because you want to promote your band, whatever. It's It's a loss and you take it. But with inviting people to events, you can't do that. Like, I've talked with numerous promoters. If there was something that we could pay into to make an event show up at the top of your newsfeed, most promoters would do it because, hell, we want to get our shit out there. We want people to go to shows. I miss when everybody was, like, 15 with their, like, studded belts at shows. Like, yeah. fucking slamming each other into, like, these dingy places. <laughs> like, who cared? We, we all had fun, and now... Like, getting any people anywhere. Like, I, I don't see new blood in the music scene ever. It's the same people, which is amazing, because, like, I know who I can depend on, but you don't ever see new people. I don't meet new people. I don't go to a show, and I'm just like, holy shit, like, a whole bunch of new friends, like, people that I can be friends with, new connects, like...
0: Yeah, you know, it seemed for a while, I would say, probably around 2008, 9, 10... There was, like, a massive surge of bands. Very, very young bands that I was seeing at shows. I was continuously playing shows with bands made up of, like, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids. Yeah. And then at some point, like, in the past five years, that has dropped off. I don't see that anymore.
1: No. It's And
0: it's so weird. Like, where the fuck did... How... Why did all these... Why was this, like, a trend for a while? That there was all these kids getting into playing music and now that they're not? I...
1: It's sad because I know some really young driven musicians like these guys in this band, uh, Nullity. They're all like from the New Kent area and they've been in bands pretty much since they were like 13, 14. They've been put, make, making music together. They just got a new band together and they're really solid. And I've never met young kids so passionate about like the music scene as these kids are. They all go to shows even if they're not playing it. Like, they promote shows, they promote my music, they promote my friends' music, they love the local music scene, but there's no one else their age that I see doing it, and it's sad, because, like, these kids, I I don't even want to call them kids, because they're turning into adults now, like, they're they're getting (laughs) closer to my age every single day, (laughs) so it's kind of sad, but, I mean, they're all, like, young, just, like, just starting out in college, like, I think their oldest band member is 21, so... Like, they're great kids, and they care about it, but this didn't exist. Like, there, there's no one else. Yeah. Like I don't know anyone. If there's
0: no bands for them to play with, it becomes a problem. Yeah. And it's like there's been a significant decrease in places to book shows. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we're doing shows in really bizarre places, like tattoo shops and yeah fucking bowling alleys but like you know making it you happen gotta,
1: yeah you gotta do what you gotta do and it's like i've been working to like try and open something up in this area uh, my friend that i book with out of the basement of that tattoo shop like we're trying to open a venue kind of like robato diy but not as rough cut because like robato is not that huge and it's really hard to get people to go there right
0: now for whatever reason yeah, I think that it's that's another problem too with bringing new people into a scene. It's like we don't really have a scene that exists. Yeah. And whenever you bring somebody who isn't used to coming to shows like to the basement of a tattoo shop, it doesn't feel like Yeah. You know, it it doesn't look great.
1: Mm-hmm. It like
0: leaves a bad impression I think for someone who isn't used to going to a local show. Yeah. Because we don't have a locked in venue where it's like every week people are going to the Hive, we'll yeah. say that's, you know, like, we'll make up a venue. Like, everyone's going to be at The Hive on Saturday because there's bands playing. We need we, a place like that. We don't have that community
1: right now. Because, like, while I'm not trashing on Roboto, I love it. I've played numerous shows there. It's not impressive, you know? Like, it's, it was cool whenever you went to Scumbags because it had a gimmick. It was literally a skate park. You played on top of a skate ramp, and there was nothing else going on in that area. Everybody went to it yeah so there's nothing down in pittsburgh that really has that where it's just like a community of people that really care like we had ormsby for a while and that was great people,
0: yeah ormsby, yeah, people yeah. There. that was probably so, the last great like community space in the city
1: it really was and then it like disappeared and then all the people did with it like where'd everybody go i get it we're all adults now but like what do you really have to do that's better than watching people like freaking sell their soul to you on stage? Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm like super passionate about music and it might be weird, but I can't really picture myself being anywhere else on a Friday or Saturday night than with my friends making music.
0: Exactly. So, so like what, where did like this passion come from? Like what, Let's let's do this. Like, what was your first favorite band? Oh God. It's so embarrassing. So what? Uh, Who gives a shit? My first <laughs>
1: my first favorite like actual band um that I will accredit to like my young adult life. I I don't want to credit anything before like I was thirteen because okay. like, I was young and impressionable and like my anybody could throw anything at me. I feel like that's the cutoff point for where I was able to make conscious decisions. All right. So at that point, I walked into Hot Topic
0: <laughs>
1: with my uh, with my friends wearing all black, and I thought I was the coolest kid on this planet. You probably were. I, I probably was uh, <laughs> at the Pittsburgh Mills Mall right after it opened too. Uh, wh- oh, oh yeah, yeah, fresh so, yeah. So uh, I remember picking up Hawthorne Heights. Okay. And uh, S- Silence of Black and White, I believe, is the album. Yeah. And I used to listen to Nicky FM like every single day. So, I mean, I guess that's where I get my love for music.
0: That's because, not so like, bad, Hawthorne Heights. It's not
1: terrible, but like their music was not the best. And I mean, I still scream it at the top of my lungs whenever I hear it. And like, rest in peace, Casey Culver. But like,
0: it's funny. There's a lot of stuff from that era that I can listen to now, and it really holds up. And I'm like, wow, like this was a really good fucking album. Yeah. Wow, like uh, Under Earth certainly chasing safety, like that album is so fucking solid even to this day. But there's still some other albums from that time frame that I cannot imagine I ever gave a shit about.
1: Yeah. Like
0: there was a time in my life when I fucking loved Avenged Sevenfold,
1: Waking the Fallen. I'm not gonna lie, I did too. Like I fucking
0: (laughs) loved that album to death. But now if that song, if it comes on, I'm like, this is so shitty. Like, it just sounds oh, bad. The songs yeah. are not good. It's I can't believe I ever gave a shit about this. That
1: and, like, I, I used to love some songs from Bullet For My Valentine. Like, yeah.
0: After... I, you know, I, was, <laughs> yeah, they had some stuff, too. And I actually just saw them a couple months ago because they opened up with Slipknot. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, I hate this band. Yeah. They're...
1: <laughs> and it's, it's weird because, like, your music changes, like depending on how old you get you know you kind of like appreciate some stuff more that you never really appreciated oh yeah and like i've gone back and listened to stuff that i used to hate and i'm just like holy shit this is good like you gave if you would have handed 13 year old me primus and i would have just sat there and just been like this is garbage this is the dumbest thing that i've ever heard but now that i listen to it i'm like this is the most amazing thing ever (laughs) like these guys are so talented yeah like i
0: think that as you grow as a musician and start playing music and like you kind of get behind the curtain, you start mm-hmm. to view music in a different way and it helps you like intake different things like primus. Like, yeah, I think it's really hard for someone who doesn't play music or understand it yeah. to listen to that band and really get it.
1: Well, I remember going to old local shows. I was like 17 at the time. It was like really getting fresh in the local music scene. Cause I didn't even really know that there was one at all. Yeah. And, um, I remember seeing Save Us from the Archon, and I don't think anyone but a musician can really appreciate what they're <laughs> witnessing whenever they see one yeah. of their shows, because I mean, they're not, like, their stage performance isn't crazy, like, they're not... AJ's a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but they're not one of those bands that you go out there and say, like, you know, they were doing backflips and shit, like, they sure. were tossing each other around, like, and they don't have a vocalist, so it's really hard for people to get into, I mean, they did for a while, off and on, but... Mm -hmm. You know, most part, it's just been them, like, rocking the hell out, playing the most obscene things that you've ever heard with your ear holes. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, I don't know if whenever they were doing what's left of her. Yeah. I was the vocalist for what's left of her. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, I remember when they started writing the material that eventually became the first Save Us from the Archon stuff. Yeah. That was, I was like, guys, I cannot write vocals to this music. It's impossible. Incredible. Yeah, and, and like I was like, I'm bowing out. Like I can't do this. And then they had uh, what was I think a kid's name was Dan Daniel yeah. or something like that. That came in. He ended up singing on the first stuff that they released. Mm-hmm. And even that, I was like, man, you guys don't need a vocalist. No. They but then didn't. you know, eventually he left or whatever, and they're now they're doing great. Yeah. They're fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, they're still killer, and to this day, and it's just like, like I said, like maybe. A non-musician can appreciate it, but, like, I don't think anyone but a musician can fully grasp what they're doing up on stage. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of inspiring knowing that, like, they're going out there and they're not really trying to conform to anything. And a lot of bands are doing that where they don't, like, they're not trying to prove anything to anybody. They're just out there to make music. And I feel like that's what separates a local band from some of these bigger bands is, like, The reason why their performances mean so much is because they're really not trying to prove anything to anybody. Granted, there are some that just really want to make it big, and that's unrealistic. But (laughs) for the most part, it's just these people that are really passionate about music that don't care that they're working a nine-to-five job just to scrape by, to buy their next you know, cab or to Mm -hmm. buy their next recording, to buy t-shirts. They don't care. They just want to make music. Yeah, and it's sad that people don't want to sit there and listen.
0: The thing that really fucks me up about it, bands, is that it's so easy for people to forget. The whole reason we started doing this because this seems fun. Let's yeah. have fun and do this. And there's way too many fucking musicians and even fans of music that have forgotten that it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, You go to a show to fucking have fun. You play music to have fun. Not just, like, stand around and... Act like you're fucking better than anyone else or you're cooler, a bigger deal. Like, listen, we're all in the same shitty venue together. Yeah. Like like, we're on the same level. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, like, even if it means playing for five people, I don't care. Like, it does it suck. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit that I'm not happy, but, you know, you have to take what you get. And I mean, music is music is music. Like, you just need to play it. You need people to listen. Even if it's you listening to your own shitty yeah. music over and over again. Dude,
0: like, I, I played a show out in Butler to like 10 kids. Not a bit, but like, one of the kids that was there knew my shit and was like yelling the words in my face the whole time. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then I went back to Butler four months later and he brought all of his fucking friends and they were all yelling words in my face. I mean, it was still only like 30 kids, but it was like, wow. Like,
1: yeah, what a difference. It helps.
0: Like, even. there's only one person there that gets it if they Mm -hmm. like it enough they're gonna tell their friends yeah and then the next time you come back you know hopefully they fucking bring their friends and they want to see you play you just got to keep like persistence it's like very very important well
1: from the perspective of a touring band coming to pittsburgh uh my friends from the band shiva formerly lion fight were just here for the last week And they're on tour with like, I set my friends on fire. Um, I think they just played with hotel books last night. Okay. Like they're, they're a really solid band, really good. And they played this dinky little show out in keynote this last weekend and not that many people were there, but every single person that was there was in the front row screaming in their face, all their lyrics. Like everybody was getting hype. Like everybody was jumping on everyone else. Sure. It was only like 20, 25 people that were doing this and half of them were band members, but those dudes let me and everyone know that it was the greatest feeling in the world that they had, that their music all the way from Chicago had reached Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and people were screaming it back in their faces. Yeah. And for a band that has like 20,000 likes on Facebook, that made them feel special. So, I mean, The scene's not dead. It's just, it needs repair.
0: Yeah. I think that's another important thing to bring up, too, is like a lot of people get tied up in the numbers on like having like, we have X many followers on our Facebook page and this many likes on Instagram and blah, 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 blah. None of that shit matters. It's like, Mm -mm. what matters is the shows and being like the human interaction that you have with somebody else. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter. You can have, you know, 500 thousand plays on youtube or whatever but still just nothing's gonna beat being in a room with people just playing the songs making it fucking happen whether it's like five people or 500 people
1: yeah it's i don't i feel like a lot of the emotion with a live show is lost once you get to a certain level like the bigger the show is
0: oh yeah definitely
1: you can't tell me that you feel the same way from a show like that as opposed to like a basement show dude
0: anytime i go into a venue that i've never been in before and there isn't a stage i'm like yes yeah it's the best (laughs) i hate playing on stages so bad yeah
1: i i remember going into uh people's warehouse uh Uh for the first time i didn't know what it was i didn't know that it was just some dude's basement and it was literally just a corridor yeah it's it's a a corridor Uh uh-huh and uh we played killing things ep release show and like we were the first band, and there's a bunch of strangers from Oakland just, like, staring me down, <laughs> I was just like, all right, this is going to be fun. Let's go, guys, and it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, I love so, that place.
0: I'm actually going there tonight. There's a shed tonight. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so, uh, bands, playing in bands. Eventually, your love for Hawthorne Heights blossomed into, yeah. uh, like, hey, this is something I want to do. I want to yeah. be a musician, so, like, wh- let's talk about your first band
1: oh jesus um (laughs) playing shitty country rock with my friends oh really awesome okay it was it was really bad
0: um so was this before hawthorne heights or did okay
1: yeah i mean it was around the same time (laughs) okay i i didn't really uh, my musical tastes were all over the place okay so
0: when you were mentioning that you didn't want to talk about anything before you were 13 (laughs) years old i'm getting I mean... Getting a, an idea of where you're I, at.
1: I always will have a deep-seated love for, like, Cream. And okay. And I, like, I love... I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite musical inspirations to this day, and I will always credit for my love for music, is John Mayer. Okay. I love that dude. He's He makes amazing music, and he's yeah. super passionate. Um, if you ever, like, listen to any of his interviews, it's crazy the way that he feels about music, even after, like, he owns a watch that's worth more than my entire life. So... <laughs> But he's still like to this day, he still purchases like a guitar a week. Like he he's constantly trying to improve himself as a musician and like teach himself new things as a guitarist. And one of the things that always inspires me is he's at the top of his game. You know, he's probably had sex with the better half of Hollywood and (laughs) he's he's a multimillionaire. And he's doing pretty damn good for himself as a self-made man. And, you know, he's still trying to be a better musician after all that all said and done where he could pretty much give up and just be like, yeah, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, Yeah. You really don't. And the fact that he's still out there and he said in an interview about like a year and a half ago, as a musician, I'm constantly improving. He's like, I don't think I'll ever stop trying to be better and I don't think I'll ever stop trying to learn new things. He's like, you know, I've been playing guitar for most of my life. He went to Berklee School of Music for playing guitar and writing music. And in all rights, he's considered a fantastic guitarist and incredible. And he still wants to keep going and keep improving, which is amazing. Sure. So that inspires me as a musician. Like this dude has everything. And he still loves music enough to put that in front of everything else. So I mean,
0: that's. Awesome. I mean, but that—that's the thing you have to fucking consider, though, is that a lot of people give famous musicians a lot of shit for not mm-hmm. being famous or not deserving it or something. And most of the time, I think it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why John Mayer is a fucking millionaire is because he, because of that passion that yeah. still drives him. You know, I don't. Even like somebody like fucking Justin Bieber at one point I think he's a yeah. talented guy. Like he's, he's good at what untalented. he does. Yeah. And but, you know, there'll be some people who are like, Oh well fucking uh you know, some stupid like like I don't know, some crazy technical metal band's way more talented than Justin Bieber and blah 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 blah. It's like, why are you even comparing the two fucking things? It's,
1: it's a different ball game. Yeah. I mean they know how to market themselves better and they just so happen to be playing a genre that is more popular from the masses. Sorry that not everybody likes, you know, super techie thrash death metal, whatever, Uh but it's true. It sucks that there's these musicians that are fantastic by all means, that'll never get any notoriety whatsoever. Yeah. But they matter to the people that are important to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's give and take. Would you rather be loved by the masses Or would you rather be appreciated for what you really are by a smaller amount of people? It, you know, it's, it sucks, but it's the choices that we make, you know, you're, you're not producing an electronic beat and doing like simple, you know, like one line verses over it every like two measures, but whatever, that's, that's the kind of music that they make. That's their personal choice. You could do it too but you aren't because you have your own musical style. It sucks, but oh well.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've I found myself... I'm really, really fascinated with pop music and trying to understand what is current and why people like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really give that much of a shit about Drake. No. But I think that it's really interesting the way people react to his music, and I try to analyze, like, why people like hotline bling so much. And it's like I'm not gonna lie, that song is so <laughs> addicting. <laughs> That's the thing, is it's it is a good song, but it's a good song in like a, a completely different aspect than the way that we'll say like uh a John Mayer song is really mm-hmm. good. You know, like he's writing a really good structured musical song. Yeah. And it's like Drake is somehow it's more about like I can't even like put it into words it's like he's creating like i don't know it's like not even about the music but it's still it is a song but there's like so much more around it it's like a
1: trance yeah it's like a lot of pop music is focused around the hook and no matter what musician you are no matter who you are the hook is the most important thing you know what gets people it's it's called a hook for a reason like it's it's what drags people into your song and i mean they beat the hell out of the hook but you know they keep playing it enough to where it gets stuck in your head and you know you'll be singing it at work later like i mean without knowing it you've digested hundreds and thousands of these hooks in your lifetime and they will literally randomly pop up in your brain that's how amazing these sounds are is like Someone comes up with a sound and they're just like, holy shit. And 10 years later, after not hearing it, you'll remember that randomly when you're at work one day and it will be stuck in your head and it'll force you to listen to it. That's amazing. It's incredible like how you can just be addicted to something without even knowing it. Like, Talk about a powerful drug.
0: (laughs) And is there any uh, outside of – because you, as far as I know – um, aside from you playing in a country rock band when you're <laughs> 13 uh the music that you have made and played has been a lot more aggressive stuff as far as like leaning yeah. towards like on a very like cut and dry level like metal but yeah. like we won't we don't need to get into the subgenres of it yeah but and i understand you probably have a passion for that music yeah. But you also said that, you know, hey, like I like John Mayer and stuff. So like yeah. what other stuff are you into in between all that? Is it just like um, whatever? Like anything that's good is good. I
1: love weird kinds of music. Like I'm addicted to weird. Okay. I don't I don't know what it is, like some of my favorite bands, um Maximum the Hormone, if you've oh, ever fuck heard of yeah. them, they're they're amazing. Yes. Because they're so weird. They're they're not just a metal band. They're like part J pop. They're they're like weird punky. Yeah, I mean sometimes. they're they're the
0: like, they're like Japanese System of a Down, but yeah. like way more crazy.
1: Yeah, and like um, I I love introducing people to weird shit. Like even if I only listen to like one really weird song, I love to show it to people. Like this is what's out there. That's crazy. Ah, uh, there's like this stuff that's called Russian turbo polka okay and it sounds like a weird punk reggae thing okay and it's really legit (laughs) and it's but it's so weird like you're just sitting there just like what is even going on right now and like there's there's just so weird music everywhere it's funny you
0: mentioned primus earlier i feel like that just ties into everything they do
1: they're like one of their songs sounds like proggy death metal and then the next one's just like are you guys like barking or something like i don't know what you're doing right now but it's great so it's, I, I love weird music, but I also like, I don't, I, li- I listen to the radio every day. Like on my way to and from work, I listen to the top 40 every day. It's, it's kind of like my palate cleanser, I guess. Cause like, if I just listen to metal all day, I would probably blow oh, my Oh yeah, out. I can't do it either. Yeah. No way. Yeah. There's so much great music out there and it doesn't have to be genre specific. And a lot of people do get trapped in like, I love pop punk. Let's keep playing pop punk.
0: Yeah. I think that it's really, really hard to be – I don't understand how somebody can make music but only have a passion for, like, a small demographic of music. Yeah. That is fucking insane to me, but I do know people that are like that. I
1: know people that are, like – I don't want to – like, it's rude to say, but, like, music snobs. Like, oh, well, it's not this, so fuck you. Like Like, elitists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cool – there's not a million other types of music out there. Why would you limit yourself? Like, that's like saying that, yeah, I love food, but I only eat pasta. <laughs> cool. There's a bunch of different kinds of pasta, but you're still only eating pasta. Yeah. So.
0: That's good. Great. I like that. I, I love food analogies to things. I do that all the time. But it's it's so easy because, <laughs> like, we all love to
1: eat. So. Yeah. um, And it's kind of painful. Like, yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of metal, but at the end of the day, it's still just metal. Like there's, there's so much more out there. Um, like I have a lot of respect for bands that try different things. Granted, it doesn't always work out, but sure. like, you know, um, I see stars is really cool because they had a live DJ for a while. And I don't know if they still do. I didn't know that. Yeah. They they had a live DJ tour with them, which was fucking sick. Like you guys make electronic music, might as well have a DJ. Like, um, so that you're not just, like, playing the same sample tracks all the time. Like, you, you have someone that live remixes your songs. Um, Ener Shikari does that live on stage, yeah. but their vocalist does all their DJing, so that's sick as well.
0: They're, uh, they're, I I love that band. I just wish that I liked their music more. Like, it's, 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 like there's always so much potential in their songs, but then there's always stuff that's just, like, it doesn't bring me in as much as I want yeah, it to. Yeah,
1: like, I... Some of their songs are addicting, and then oh, other yeah. ones, it's just like, yeah,
0: this could be great. But I have a tremendous amount of respect for that band, yeah, regardless. They're, they're fantastic live. Holy shit. I've never had the chance to see them, and I, I do really want to. Uh,
1: Warp Tour one year, they blew my mind. They were probably the best band there, and I had never heard of them before.
0: So I love that feeling. Whenever mm-hmm. you don't know anything about a band, and the first time you're experiencing them is mm-hmm. in a live environment, and you're like, what the fuck is this? I,
1: i I really like underrated bands too, or like bands that like you know music snobs tear up on, and then you see them, and you're just like, Why, sure, like, um I hate to say it, but i I don't even really listen to their music, but they're fantastic live like they're amazing to see live, like if you ever get the chance, go see them, uh pierce the veil, okay, you know, i whatever, a lot of people trash on them, like, oh no, they're generic, like generic or. If you ever listen to their stuff, it's way different than anybody else is putting out, and when you hear one of their songs, you hear that band. You don't hear – this could possibly be another band. You never mistake that band for
0: another band. Yeah, you know, I have heard some of their stuff. That's one of those bands that I – specifically remember brushing off for a long time just because it's like i've seen way too many 14 year old girls wearing that yeah, t-shirt see, that's, like that's I, what everybody does but it, it, it's it's stupid you know yeah. and then uh somebody was listening to it and i was like not necessarily into it like i don't really care for what's being played right now but this sounds like good music like what band is this i was just curious yeah. i was like oh this is pierce the veil and i was like oh Okay, they're, they're not that bad, Yeah, but I haven't seen them live, but I imagine they're they probably They put good.
1: on a fantastic live show. Like, their their lead vocalist is their lead guitarist, and yeah. he, he can rip on that thing, you so know, like, it's amazing.
0: Another band in that genre who I don't particularly care for but is awesome live is uh, Sleeping With Sirens.
1: I See, I've seen them, and it's been like, eh. Like, I have mad respect for them, Yeah, but I, I don't. Yeah, I saw them once,
0: like, whenever... Pff, Fuck, they were, like, they they came here with, like, Sky Eats Airplane. Like, it was, oh, like, geez, year, a year, like, a long, long time yeah. ago whenever they were, um, when they were, like, still, like, kind of heavy. You remember, like, I think, like, that first Sleeping with Sirens album was kind of, like, first, heavy?
1: Yeah, their first one, which yeah, is weird because was like, the dude from Copeland wrote half their songs. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why he named his daughter Copeland.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. He's
1: on one of their tracks, actually. Huh. It's really weird. But, and you're just, like, There's, those aren't even close at all. So, so. weird. Yeah, it's really it's, weird.
0: I would love to. I get. I sit down with a lot of people who you know are in heavier bands, metal bands, or like people mm-hmm. that I know. And We always talk about how we like other shit that's maybe not so heavy. I yeah. would love to like sit down with like say like the dude from Copeland, and be like, yeah. so like, and find out that like oh he's actually like a really big thrash metal fan. Yeah, and you who but knows but it, it. It would make sense. It's like fuck. I like Copeland so why wouldn't the dude from yeah. that band like heavy shit who knows
1: it's it's crazy and um i think even the weirder part too is like like we were talking about like you see all these musicians how does their music reflect what they really like cuz i mean i i keep trying to talk my one band into like doing ripping guitar solos like old school <laughs> southern guitar solos i love them uh-huh. they're great like if you can like get like a nice like hard heavy beat behind it and just have a fucking killer guitar solo who cares if no one really appreciates it it's fucking awesome yeah sure so i mean but that's like my other musical influences going into that like what do you take from your hip-hop that feeds into your metal like you know you you add more of a rhythm because you're a hip-hop artist to your screams where maybe people don't notice it as much but you know it's there because of your other musical influences, yeah. you have better flow. And while it doesn't come off as much as it would in a hip-hop song, it more than likely makes the song sound a hell of a lot better because of that. Sure. So, I mean, that's what you bring to it. And, like, you know, I'm sure your other musicians in your band have different musical influences that drive and add to their metal. Like, I know that my drummer in my one band is, like, huge into jazz. and He loves it. And it makes him a fantastic drummer because jazz is really fucking hard to play. Yeah. Like random beats and stuff. Like if you listen to his drum tracks, kid's incredible. And you're just like, Holy shit and it comes from jazz and we're playing metal. So Yeah,
0: that definitely everybody that is in Grey Walker is loves music all across the board. Different things, you know, yeah. like I have like the psych shit that I do, which is a whole nother fucking story. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, I share drummers like the drummer for Sykes, is the drummer for Greywalker, So he's obviously cross influenced and weird shit. Yeah. And the one guitar player in Greywalker actually plays in like a jazz trio as yeah. well on the side. And you know, other guitar player likes a ton of weird music and our bass player loves like techno and weird mm-hmm. shit and fucking just like metal and rat. Like everybody loves whatever which is why it's great working on music with them Mm -hmm. because I mean, fuck, we were going to cover a a Jimmy world song. Yeah. See, it's great.
1: (laughs) I like it because you're not stuck in a box. Like, cool. So you only listen to one type of music. Are you really ever going to have like a game changer song? Because you've only ever listened to like, you're regurgitating what you've already heard. You know, every sound comes from somewhere and granted you can stumble upon stuff, but like, a lot of musicians will credit their bigger songs to stuff that they've already heard. Mm-hmm. You know, they like, you don't hear a musician go out there and just be like, I wasn't influenced by anybody. Someone's influencing you in some way, shape yeah. or form. Like you've heard something somewhere along the line. You're just like, I want to do something kind of like that, but different.
0: That's what's really fun about the Sykes thing is that I can do whatever I want. And it's yeah fun. It's just like a total playground as far as like, I can mix whatever I want together and it'll, like, there's no fucking rules. I mean, no matter what type of music you're making, there shouldn't be any rules. But even with Grey Walker, there's still kind of, like, a fine line with, like... Cut and dry. Like, I mean, like, to an extent. Like, you know, it's like, we'll do whatever we want to do, but the end goal is to make, like, a real ripping metal song. Yeah. Whereas with Sykes, it's like, I guess, whatever. Yeah, I, it's like the, the, the lines are fucking blurred like we can go any way goes. off the rails and
1: it's it's cool it's fun like you can you're not limited you know and i feel like whenever you place that limit on yourself is whenever you're just like i'm stuck in the same place and i'm not gonna go anywhere because it's just like cool who wants to listen to the same song a thousand times over and over again i want to listen to something that's going to captivate me And new stuff all the time. Like, I want to hear stuff that I've never heard before. Like, or even just, like, a remix of a song that I love. Like, just give me something different to digest that I haven't already had. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, it's really cool because, like, with local music, these people are out here doing stuff that you've never heard before because they're not known. Like, no one knows who they are, so they're making music that's never been discovered before. And you get a lot of weird things. You get a lot of weird gimmicks. And you get some of the best shows of your life from local musicians because they're not afraid to fuck up. Like, they're, they're not afraid to do the weird. They're not afraid to really get out there and give you something different than you've had before.
0: I mean, yeah. And also, there's that, that disconnect that happens. We brought it up. Like, when you go to a show at a bigger venue, mm-hmm. and it's like, you don't really. It's like, I, if I go to a show at Stage AE, Mm-hmm. It needs to. I, I don't. I, it's like a different feeling. It's like There's it's like disconnected. A wall. It's yeah. It's not as, as intimate. I mean, granted, like I saw the word at Stage AE, and it was like a fucking spectacle yeah. because there was like all this like choreographed dancers and like super loud music and a cool set, and it was like obviously I would want to see something like that, like a gigantic show, yeah, in a in a big venue like that. It works, but seeing a band like just normal ass fucking band play on a stage that big, it's like, fuck, I wish I was just in, like, a small venue you Can you, you
1: really utilize it, too? Like, um, I saw Let Live There once. Yeah, that's so and weird. They were really good, oh, and yeah. they tried to fill out the stage, you know? It's just, like, five dudes playing these small-ass rigs, because they're, like, punk metal, and...
0: I fucking love those guys. He was, like, picking
1: up the barricades and chucking them and shit. Like, it, it was crazy, and it was really good, but the stage was kind of still big for them and like enter shikari played right after them and they were craziness still but they're like a four piece so cool like you got you still have a small rig on a giant stage and like they're still entertaining but again oh yeah it's it just feels like blank space
0: i remember fucking seeing let live at like a bar in greensburg there was like 15 people there, and it was fucking sweet. It's you just get more passion
1: like you don't you don't see I'm not saying that they're not passionate, but you don't get to see it as much. yeah and you you're disconnected. like one of the greatest things about the chariot and why people love them was because they made sure to force everyone to be a part of their set. They would throw things out in the crowd. They would be in the crowd. They didn't like being on a yeah, stage.
0: I saw them. They, uh, we played with them at altar bar once when I was in old fears and it was, I think it was the night, the night of the show or the night before the show, Josh Scogan's wife had a kid or something. Jeez. So Josh wasn't at the show, but Crazy. the chariot set up on the floor in altar bar mm. Mm-hmm. And just handed the mic to the crowd. It was like, if you know the words, go for it. And the whole set was just people, like, taking turns doing the songs. And, like, with the Chariot playing on the fucking floor of altar bar.
1: Yeah, it's and fantastic. And it
0: was one of the wildest shows I've ever been to in my life. It was so fucking cool. That's why people
1: love them. Like, I, I have my friends listen to their albums. They're just, like, they're, they're good, but I don't see what the hype is. And it's just, like, if you've never been to one of their shows, you don't understand. Oh, yeah. Because, like, they're so super passionate. Mm-hmm. And... They just like they make sure to make everyone feel like they're a part of their family. Like I I didn't really get into them the first time that I like listened to them and I didn't really get into them the first time I saw them because I was just like, What the fuck is going on? And I didn't really understand what they were trying to do because I wasn't that deep seated in music myself at that point. And the only shows that I had ever played were shows that had that barrier where we didn't really connect with the crowd. We were just kind of up on stage. There was really no interaction. We were kind of really boring and which was whatever. But like, then you have your first show where you're down on the floor, you're standing in front of people, like people are up in your face and you're just like, this is what it is. Like, this is what it, what I want it to be about now. And like, it's, it's weird playing bigger shows you're up on stage and you feel disconnected and it feels kind of wrong. Like it almost makes you not want to be a bigger musician sometimes. Like, I mean, it'd it'd be cool, but like, I love the small shows. I love being up in people's faces. And now I can understand why some bigger bands have a really hard time making that transition and still want to be down on the floor, down in the crowd. Like I, I can understand it and um like i saw the word alive and color morale and everybody Mm -hmm. a couple months ago and every other band was like kind of cut and dry there were some really bad bands there and there were some decent bands but the one that stuck out the most was the color morale uh their vocalist garrett rap was just like can we move these monitors up front and can you guys like talking to the security like can you move back and away from the barricade he's just like I want people to climb over it. And he's like, I'm going to be standing on this barricade and I'm going to be with you guys. And he's like, I don't even care if you can hear me. I don't care if I can hear myself. He's like, I'm a part of the crowd tonight. And like he, he would point out people that he's seen at his shows before and talked to before. And he would call them out by name and say, you know, thank you for being here. And like he worked his own merch the entire night and you're in one of these bigger touring bands And you want to do that every single night on your tour. It's incredible. Like you, you love music that much and you love the people that much.
0: Yeah. That that goes back to the the human connection thing. It's really important to know, especially as developing as a band to know who the fuck likes your music, who gives a shit and to establish relationships Mm -hmm. with them to be like, you know, Hey, you know, Kyle, how the fuck have you been? Thanks for coming. How's it going? Like, they're not like, don't treat them as like fans, treat them as friends. And, you they know, pretty
1: much are, you know, they're, it, <laughs> they're the people that are going to exactly be it's, there. And, and
0: like the more that, you know, you show that appreciation, like they're you're going to get more and more in return for it. You know, it's a lot of people can't fucking do that. It's so weird to me. Know,
1: a lot of people can't handle it. Like a lot of like some of my band members have a really hard time connecting with people, which is okay. You know, it's no big deal. You, you're a fantastic musician. You're a great person. Mm-hmm. No harm, no foul. But, you know, there has to be at least one band member that's willing to connect with people and that really wants to connect with people. And, you know, you need to make the change if you want things for your band to the point where it's just like, cool, we're putting out good music. We want people to like us. We don't want people to hate us. Like, but... You can't really force it, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's like, uh, it gets to this point where you start needing to learn the business and the politics of like promoting your band. Yeah. And like, there's one thing where it's like, yeah, you need to make that connection with the people that are there, but you also need to have like something that to like sell them, which is like a weird thing, you know? Because it's like, I want, it's like, you want to be friends with these people and be Mm. chill, but also as a band to succeed, you need to sell stuff. You need to be able to produce like music and physical copies of things and t-shirts and whatever else that people are going to buy. And it's like, fuck. It's so it's like, I feel like, like kind of scummy sometimes like shit. Like we're making, we're getting ready to play a bunch of shows. We've got to make some merch, but I know that these people are going to buy it because they're our friends and Mm -hmm. they're fans of our music. And it's like,
1: it's, it's weird too being friends with other musicians. Cause yeah. you're just like, I don't want to ask anything of you. And you know, it's weird too because a lot of my merch has been purchased by fellow musicians and my friends. And like, I, I, I'm not saying that other people don't, but I'm saying the majority of people that buy it are people that want me to buy their shit too. So it's, it's like kind of oh, yeah. give and take. So it's just like, I feel kind of bad because like, I know that you're a struggling musician too and you're willing to spend X amount of dollars on my crap. <laughs> and like, you know, it's, it's just weird. Like, how do you tell somebody, yeah, don't waste your money on me, but yeah, this is awesome that you're spending money on me. Like it, it's a weird line. Cause like you, you want your band to be successful. You want to do cool things. And It sucks that it all boils down to how much money do we really have? Yeah. And it's weird the opportunities that you want to make for your band and you're just like, well, do I have the money? You know, and it kind of sucks like that. You need to bust your ass and work all the time. And for what people that don't really want to come anymore. And how do we fix it? How do I fix it? kind of all these broken hearts of like all these musicians that have given up because they don't have faith in the scene. A lot of promoters that have given up fans that have given up because they're just disappointed, you know, like there's some cool shows going on out there and there's like this, like I said, the scene's not dead, but it's not what it could be.
0: The problem with the scene is that it's very, it's very segregated amongst all of these different cliques of people. You know, every, the weird thing that happened with Pittsburgh over the past couple years is like, okay, so we lost some venues and a lot of house venues popped up. Mm-hmm. Really fucking cool. But the problem with the house venues is that each house venue has its own little clique of people who will only go to shows at that place, like yeah. at that house. And that each house has their specific bands that always seem to play at that house. Yeah, And that friend group. And it's like, everybody just kind of wants to hang out at, this place and nobody is really willing to maybe sacrifice like hey like how about instead of all of the like we're playing every other weekend at the same house like why don't we like dwindle this down all get together have one venue and maybe instead of us playing every week we play you know once a once a month so every band can get there like their chance there's like too many yeah. fucking bands playing way too often and way too many scattered house venues that might be weird for people who don't know the scene to go to yeah you know it's like it's it's not really inviting how, yeah yeah
1: like I, I have a hard time like getting people to go to stuff like that because it's just like cool show up at this person's house knock on their basement door you know it's like a drug deal like this is kind of shady. I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm not just going to show up at somebody's
0: house, yeah. you know. And you and you get that disconnect too. Like, um, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm guessing you're in there, like close to mid, tw- like 23, 24, maybe. At 23, I okay. 24 in a couple. Months, right. so Um, so like you're getting into that age too, where a lot of your friends that maybe were into music are going to start to get out of it because like adult life's going to take over, and like they're not yeah. willing to just like go to shows anymore you know it's like well i need to i'm working tomorrow blah 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 blah, And that's gonna happen more and more and more and more as you get older and that gets weird because sometimes like people that i'm friends with that are in their like late 20s don't want to go to house shows and hang out with kids that are like 10 years younger than them because they feel weird
1: it's but at a venue it wouldn't be as weird exactly so you know i like i said there's no fresh blood like there's it's rare that I go to a show and I see like a younger kid there that just wants to be there for the music. Meanwhile, when I was younger, we all used to go to this place called the roundhouse and it was this I, shitty I pizza, pe- pizza place. Yeah. It was a shitty yeah. pizza shop and the benches were all out while bands were playing and people would get thrown onto these hard ass benches and get fucked up. But it was amazing. And that's where you wanted to be on a Friday night. That's where you wanted to be on a Saturday night. Like it's, that you don't have that anymore kids no. don't do that anymore no that,
0: there here's another fucking problem too is that the house venues while it's like not necessarily inviting for people who are older it's mm. also not inviting for people that are younger like these like 13 14 15 year old kids can't go to house shows with like these 18 19 year old kids drinking and doing whatever I mean yeah. they could but they shouldn't. Like nobody's parents well, gonna that, drop yeah. them off at the fucking house venue. Yeah,
1: what are you gonna say? Like, mom, dad, I'm I'm going to this dude's house for what, a show? No, you're not. Exactly. Like and it's
0: so like exclusive to the way that you find out about these things. You know, it's yeah. like
1: cool, you got invited to a Facebook event, but are you really invited? Like, do you really feel invited? And
0: Yeah, if you don't know the people that live there or anything, it's it's super, super weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Like if if I haven't played in a place, or like if I don't have a friend's band that's playing in a place, that's like a house venue or something like that, I'm not gonna go. It mostly because I will feel really really weird showing up <laughs> at this person's place. Like I know that I'll get looked at. Like who is that person? And I don't want to be that person. Like yeah, I, but
0: I'll I'll tell you what though. Kind of going back to like I think what you were saying about just like there's not people in the scene like the scene's not dead it just needs repair and stuff like like i mentioned to you earlier about that band noise nothing that yeah. i think that you need to contact and link up with with your band because you guys would do really really well together yeah like they're a, that's a band that's probably playing shows like house shows or with a demographic of people that you don't know yeah and it's like Sometimes you need to go outside of your comfort zone and go to these shows and find new bands and, like, meet new people. Because they are out there. It's just so fucking scattered. And you need to, like, take that chance. The lucky thing that I have with Sykes is that since I never really fit in on any show, I get asked to play a lot of weird shows. So I get to see a lot of different demographics because, like, sometimes I'm playing a weird metal show or I'm playing a weird rap show or, like, a weird electronic show. And I get to, like, interact with different cliques of people and meet all these people. Yeah. And, like, see bands that I probably wouldn't if I was just playing in a metal band. Always playing metal shows. Yeah. With the same ten and metal it, it, bands. It
1: does get old. It, it gets old. And, like, I don't like playing the same place twice. I, yeah. I really don't. Like, I... Will I go back to places? Hell yeah. Will I play it if you ask me? Hell yeah. But... I want to be in as many venues as possible. Like I want to shake as many hands as possible. Yeah. And like you said, it kind of gets really segregated because I, I, if I'm not a part of a certain clique,
0: I don't get asked. And yeah, That's it's gotta, you know, I don't know. Make make like, your presence known.
1: Like <laughs> I I've I've contacted some people and we've got offered you know different shows and it's cool. Like we've played stuff that I never thought that I'd be playing, and. It's it's okay, but like you said, it's there's no real community aside from these like little clicks and I want there to be a community again. Like I want like I think it's fantastic what Roboto's trying to do. I, I think it's great. Like what they're trying to accomplish. I don't think it's gonna work as well as they want it to, but here's to hoping that it does. I think like and I don't, it's I just know that like a lot of stuff happened and a lot of people got out of dodge real fast.
0: Yeah, I think if I think everybody who's on the board at Roboto now is really really great and I know that there's talks of them changing the location, mm-hmm. which I think would be really really good. Well, I'm I right. just think that, that that location, it's a neighborhood that a lot of people don't want to go to for on one top of that, and it's not a great that space really like them. Yeah. It's not a great space. Um, I think that they would do a lot better in a different location. I I sure. think it,
1: it would help them tremendously because, like, the last show that we had, it was a Tuesday night, and it got shut down, like, halfway through. Really? Yeah. So, because I guess there was, like, noise complaints and stuff. Noise complaints at a venue. So, that doesn't bode well. Like... It's, what are you going to do if you have a bigger show? Because it wasn't even that big, and the bands weren't even playing that loud. Like, you had, like, a timpani punk band playing before us, which was really weird, but they were really good. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, a bunch of new bands that literally had, like, one or two band members playing off combo amps. So, they weren't really loud at all, and my it got shut down before my band played and i was like thank god that my band didn't play because we have like full stacks and like we're loud yeah like so i it's just like it it, maybe it is time for a change for them and hopefully with that change we'll bring people back because like it i've had some great shows there and i've had some terrible shows there and it's just like a lot, like I said, a lot of people just kind of left and never came back. So, yeah,
0: I, I, uh, the past few shows that I played there personally left a really bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's different reasons. Uh, it's just that place was never particularly great to me. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't care for it. So,
1: yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, I think there needs to be a place like that in Pittsburgh, but, it needs to have more passion from the fans and from the bands and i feel like it needs to be in a neighborhood that actually appreciates it cuz right now it's it's not appreciated and it's by fans and by the neighborhood so i i don't know it's 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 a really weird subject too cuz it's just like you want it to work out but you kind of know that it's not working right now, the way yeah, that it's going.
0: it's just, it's, a different location, I think, would be great. A lot of people like new things. Like, I yeah. think that it would help. Like, hey, it'd be, it 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 sucks that the name Roboto has such a, like a, a distinguished name, but it might even be, it's like everybody that's on the board right now, they're great people. And I said that before. I think that, Roboto should just be laid to rest but these people could just start something new if they're going to move locations just get a new name new like a new team of people new name new venue start over like yeah. let's do that that's what i think they should do like just let Roboto go it, personally
1: yeah i'm i'm totally I mean, if they, in the same boat if they
0: move if they change locations this will be the fourth Roboto. yeah if they change locations yeah again, i remember the, the old ones um and i don't know i just
1: you know like pretty much scumbags moved to this like old vfw like bar and it's they just named it after the bar like it's it's there's a venue there and it's like a dive bar venue but it's really cool and they've Uh got like a solid community trying to build back up and you know all the younger kids that used to be there are now of drinking age so it kind of works out (laughs)
0: <laughs> 'Cause
1: the bar's doing really well. It was like in disrepair. Like they, they were suffering and they were on threat of having to close down and what TR is doing there right now is fantastic. And they're trying to rebuild the lost community from scumbags. I I don't think it's the same community. Like I don't I don't think it, it, it will ever be. But you know, there's still shows where you go there and it's it's hard to see the back of the room because of how many people are in there. Yeah. So it's cool, and I think with that being so far out of Pittsburgh, we really need something more like that towards Pittsburgh. Oh, definitely. So, you know, I I have a hard time dealing with some venues, like it's it's really sketchy. I I had issues with the Rock Room for a while, like it's 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 hard being someone who I I don't really want to be a promoter. Like I I just want to play music, but you know, people asked me we need shows. Well, no one else was doing it. And so I kind of like stepped up and was just like, Hey,
0: yeah, it's wild. I it's, know people. You're the only person that I'm aware of right now in the city. That's, you know, booking in the, the, the genre of music that you are like, it's... In, in Pittsburgh. That's the, that's it. Like gray Walker has such a hard time finding shows. Luckily we've been like just not playing out too often. And mm-hmm. the shows we have been playing have just been bigger shows. Yeah, that's so, it's kind of
1: taking a shift right now.
0: But we really like playing like the shitty shows. It's yeah. just that they don't get offered to us.
1: Yeah, and it's it's at the point too where like I have I was talking about this with my friend last night because we're working out how he's gonna kind of take the reins from me a little bit from promoting, and I was explaining to him what I'm trying to do and what I want to do with it, and it's kind of like all these bands come to me from other States. Like I get messages daily from metal bands from other States and even like punk bands, like weird indie bands messaging me, asking me for shows and they're like offering show exchange. Like, you know, you help us with a show. Yeah, yeah We'll yeah. help you with a show. Yada, yada, yada. And one of the things that I was explaining to him is, you know, you want to try and build a scene and you want to offer these bands something and it's really hard because it's just like, what do I really have to offer? What do, like, what can I really sell you dude? Cause like, how, well, how good do your shows do? Uh, if I can get decent bands on it, I've, I've packed the venue that I run to, like 50, 60 people, which is awesome. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's cool. For a new venue and for a place that no one's ever heard of before, a dingy basement, like, it's cool. It's great. Um, And they've done pretty well. But it's just like, for how long can I offer that? Is that going to happen the next show where it's two people? Like, what can I really offer these touring bands? And what can I really offer any musician right now with the scene the way it is? And it kind of makes me not want to book shows for the time being because it's just like, am I wasting all these wonderful people's time? Am I wasting my own time, you know? Like, I want people to give a fuck, but it's really hard whenever I'm starting to lose faith in myself and in and in this scene, and it's just like, I don't want to feel that way, and I want to make a change, and I'm trying, but I don't, like... It's, it's, it's almost like you're drowning sometimes. Like,
0: sure. It's, it's, you know, if you want something to work out, anything. Yeah. You have to put as close to like 100% into that thing. Right. Yeah. But as a human being, you have 100%. And if you're trying to do 10 different things, really, you can only give each of those things 10%. Yeah. Whatever. So it's like the more shit that you try to do, the less attention you could put to everything and it. Mm -hmm. then that's why I think a lot of local promoters who overbook themselves have like these low turnout shows. It's just like, I don't have the time to, you know, be pushing this a hundred percent. That's why I need the bands on the show to do this. And that kind of goes back to where this whole conversation started with like the tickets thing. It's like, look, like it sucks that I can't trust you to bring people and I have to tell you to sell tickets so you get people well, to come to the fucking show.
1: It's not even that bad either because if you do it, then the other bands have to do it. And if the other bands do it, that's 10 people that you've never seen yeah, before.
0: it's. I think ticket sales are a really good way for an up-and-coming band to learn how to communicate with people, market their band, mm. talk about the shows, and make people give a fuck about what they're doing.
1: But it was even here's – the, here's the really frustrating part too though. Selling tickets for anything is always holding people's feet to the flame, like uh, my new band played with Norma Jean. You would think that it would sell out. We had to sell fifty tickets. It was the most painful thing that I've ever done in my life trying to get trying to sell tickets for freaking Norma Jean, seventeen bucks for like seven killer touring bands and two locals
0: It says people don't want to make that commitment until you yeah. know early to the show that's why like anytime i'm playing a show with like a facebook invite like event invite i won't even invent like, invite people to the event until a couple days before the show that's Cause how I've people found that are I so fucking temporary like people will, like make the event and you invite them to it and they'll ignore it and the event's like two months in, away, you know yeah. and then once you invite somebody to something you can't re-invite them so it's just like it's not lost fresh in, in their it's, memory it's lost in their shit so people will be all like why aren't you telling people about the show like on Facebook invite your friends invite your friends it's like dog the show's two weeks away people are gonna fucking forget about it yeah just like, I'm, I'm saving my invites for like when it's fresh yeah, that's and what I feel like, that I have to do and yeah. like
1: uh, one of my friends is yelling at me he's like you don't know how to promote shows I was like you don't understand the fact that I can only send out 300 invites a day and I I need to be precious with those because I do play <laughs> a decent amount of shows with two bands like I have 2,800 friends or something like that on Facebook, which is an obscene amount of people considering that a lot of them are from this area. Oh yeah. You know, like I do have friends in like California, like freaking Sri Lanka, whatever. But the majority of my friends, like if, if I look at my friend's demographic, oh, they're all Pittsburgh. roughly mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, 2000 some people. That's a lot of heads Uh huh. and 300 of which I can invite a hundred of 50 of which will actually even read my invite, maybe 25 that will respond. Oh yeah. And so you get down to the raw numbers and it's just like, what am I really promoting? How can I promote? Like I've, I've had to find weird ways of promoting. Like you get a flyer, you post the flyer and then you're just like, post all your favorite memes on this. Cause then it'll show up on everybody's feed Uh huh. because the more traffic on a single item on Facebook the more prominent it is in other people's Facebook that don't really see your feed too often.
0: Yeah, and there's other weird shit too where like if you if you I don't tag bands in my statuses yeah. anymore because then Facebook flags the status automatically as like a business related post.
1: that's why and then, it'll, and I, then yeah. your
0: views will get suppressed. So it's like I don't like I'm playing a show with so and so I don't tag the bands, I don't tag people because if somebody has you a certain, can only like like add a certain the link. privacy yeah. like they have a certain privacy setting on their account then your status isn't going to show up in other people's things. It's, like, dumb. And if, like, if you attach, like, a YouTube link to your thing, Facebook's going to suppress that. So it's, like, how can I just post about this show with, like, one sentence? Yeah. That has no and media attached to here's it. It's the really, stupid.
1: The really weird thing, too, is, like, how do you promote in an internet-based world when the internet is your biggest enemy right now? Like, it's you need to find ways around it and you need to find ways to interest people like post a weird vine and then like add on your like, by the way, this show is happening or like,
0: like God forbid, you know, leave your house, put your phone in your pocket, you know, yeah. go out to the fucking bar and like, Hey, how's it going? How you been? You know, we're playing a show next week. What the fuck are you doing? Or, you know, yeah, go to, like I like, talk to people, tell I, people. I go to
1: parties. I'm not a party person. And I'm just like, Hey, check out my band. Like it's, Because you can't get as much – like, you can get so much more organically now than you can get from Facebook, which is sad because the amount of connection that we have possibly on the internet is astounding. You can literally communicate with everybody that owns a computer or computer-driven device, but they can't really see what you're doing.
0: Oh, no, because it's too – And the problem with, like, Facebook and shit like that is, like, people will check Facebook, like, let's say I'm looking on the phone – And, like, I'm at a fucking red light just checking something real quick. And it's like, oh, shit, like, Alex's new band put out a song today. I'll have to check that out later, but I can't right now because I'm fucking driving. Yeah. You put your phone down, you go about your day, and then you forget. It's like, we're engaging, like, that's the problem with posting music and, like, stuff that you really need to interact with, like, sit down and listen to. Mm. Because people are on their fucking phones. And they don't have time to actually sit there and listen to it and yeah. like, engage with it. It's See, like
1: my friends release new music. That's the first thing that I do is like, holy shit, everything else is unimportant. But those are my priorities. I have to realize that not everybody else is a musician. Not everybody else gives as much of a fuck. And that, I feel like that's a part of where the disconnect is too, is all these musicians and these people that are really passionate about music, while it's great that they are, it's hard for all of us to digest that other people aren't. Yeah. And that's not saying that other people don't love music, but it's saying that our lives literally revolve around it. So we're frustrated whenever other people's lives don't. And it's just like, all you really want is for them to listen to your two minute song once, you know, but how is it really, how do you make it their priority? whenever it's that's all your priority is but you know they've got like bills and like Uh school a thousand other things on their mind why is your two minutes of their day worth it you know and how do you how do you make it worth it how do you make them want it
0: you just i don't know i think if you're just persistent what i've found is that i just keep doing stuff putting it out there i don't let if something doesn't really get the traction or the attention that I think it needs. It's like, okay, well I'm not working hard enough push it harder. Keep it going. And you know, over time it's been a slow build, but things are really starting to like come together for the stuff that I'm doing with that mindset of just like always pushing and talking to people and not being concerned with the internet. It's like, ah, fuck, you know, like
1: it's hard in an internet driven society. Because, like, I pointed out last night I was, I was at this party and, you know, one of my friends showed me a video about how kids don't know how to hang up a phone. <laughs> Seriously, like, you, you hand a kid an iPhone, they know how to work at the ins and outs. You hand them a corded phone, nine times out of ten I can promise you that a kid will not know how to hang it up. They'll just sit there and stare at it. Like, what is this thing? And the same being said with, They know all this technology stuff, but we're raising a generation of people that does not know how to interact. If you talk to a kid nowadays, they're just like very shy, very withdrawn. We're raising a generation of introverts.
0: And I wonder if that has anything to do with the lack of young bands.
1: I'm, I'm kind of like, it kind of scares me because it's just like, are we going to be the last generation of people that go out and make this pioneer music that, like, live shows and everything. Like, I know that people have no problem going to live shows, but who's really going to be performing for them in 50, 60 years? Because, like, like I said, I, I when was the last time that you saw a band of 14, 15-year-old kids?
0: Exactly. I, I it, haven't. It's been a very long time.
1: And, but when we were younger, every other day. Yeah. So... Now it's just these people that are getting older, making different bands, evolving into different bands and stuff. What happens when we all fade away? Where's the younger kids? Where's the younger bands?
0: I guess we'll just have to see. It's wait and see. Who the fuck knows?
1: Yeah. But how here's my other question too, is with that being said, with how passionate we are as musicians, do we have then a responsibility to grasp other potential young musicians and kind of just be like, hey, being in a band is one of the greatest things you could ever do. How how do we rebuild that? How do we fix that? Because, you know, our our generation's kind of to blame. You know, we made the internet huge. We made it the cool thing. Young kids look up at us and they're just like, oh man, they're they're Tumblr famous. They're YouTube famous. (laughs) I literally I was Installing smart boards in an elementary school and you could like these kids made their like life dream things that they like posted on the wall It was I guess it was a project where they had to like post what they want to be when they grow up
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I don't like where this is going
1: (laughs) 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 To my dismay and kind of surprise professional youtuber was not mentioned once twice, but like numerous times by kids I want to be a professional YouTuber that did not exist when we were kids. That was not a thing. Yeah. It's, but like I was in a household for a while where I lived with my friends and his, his like younger brother. And that's all they did was watch YouTube videos of like these people that have channels. I can honestly say that I've never really watched a YouTube channel and like had one that I followed religiously. But there's people that make millions doing this. Yes, and very true. It's it's a career choice now. Yeah. Like How do you go to college to be a professional YouTuber? Like how do you how do you go to a trade school to be a professional YouTuber? Like what do you, what do you tell your child whenever they say, "Mom, Dad, I want to be a professional YouTuber"?
0: Like, what is that? Because it depends. You know, I mean, there's it depends on what your YouTube channel is.
1: Yeah, I mean. I guess there's but people like, that
0: do like makeup tutorials. There's people that just fucking sit there and play video games. There's yeah, people that do like, like cooking shows. You can, Anything. It's just it's it's TV, you know. You, yeah. it's A professional YouTube is like a TV personality. But, yeah. But you know the it's so much easier. It's it, like, you know you can do it from your fucking phone. That's in yeah. your pocket now. It's it's if craziness. you wanted to. So. How do we get
1: this generation of people that, like you said, they can do it from their phone. They don't even need to leave their house. How do you get this generation of house bodies? These kids that are so addicted to their lives on the screen that they don't want to live life outside because it's so much easier to live life inside.
0: You know, it's like a, it's an option paralysis situation where you could do anything that you fucking want to do. Anything then it's like, well, fuck, I don't don't even know what to do. It's like equivalent to like me looking at my iTunes library sometimes. It's like I have a thousand albums on here and I don't even know what I want to listen to.
1: And that's when you just hit random. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you can't do that with life. You can't hit the random button on your life, you know? Yeah, and it sucks because (laughs) like you
1: can't just have someone make your decisions, like random chance make your decisions for you. So what I want to know is like – We, I don't, I don't want to say that we need to, but how do we figure this out? How do we get these young kids that actually want to go to shows? How do we capture their attention and just say, Hey, I get that we're not this giant internet band that you want to see and pay $90 to go see, but there's really fucking cool shit that's going on. Like, uh, I played with a rapper at a Halloween show. The kid was like in high school, maybe 15, 16. He wasn't bad, like, he was a good rapper, he was really cool. He was so excited to talk to other musicians, and he was so excited. He's like, I never knew that this existed locally. Like, he's like, I never knew that any of this existed until someone contacted me one time. Like, that I, I wanted to do rapping, and like, I, I played it like a twisted show or whatever at the <laughs> Rex, and like, it's like, it was really cool. And he's like, and then I got contacted to play like this other local show. And he's like, and that's how I got into the local scene. Like he, he would have never known, like had no one contacted him, he would have never known that there's a local scene, that there's local music at all, you know? And unless you're really, unless you get dragged to one of the events, how do you know?
0: Yeah. I think that, I guess us being older and the, the seasoned vets, if you will, yeah. of the scene. I think we do have a responsibility to reach out to young talent when we see it and push them to do more stuff. I do it. Anytime I see a new band, a young band, if they're fucking good, I'm like adding them all on Facebook, sending them messages. Like when's your next show? What yeah. can you do? Like, like you guys are fucking good. Keep doing it seriously. Like, yeah. and I love seeing it. I don't see it enough, but anytime I do see it, I, definitely you want to nor- you want to like it's it's weird
1: like without it's being like, creepy you want to take them under your wing yeah. and just be like hey i get that i'm a creepy old man and i probably smell <laughs> like whatever but like hey come to my shit i want to come to your shit like i feel like people our age are kind of afraid of a younger generation too coming into it like
0: who are these kids i don't know like, yeah, you can't be like that. It's, but some people are but like there. It really
1: is. And it's, it's, you
0: don't, kinda... don't be the fucking old dude that you
1: hated when you were that age. Yeah. Like, don't, don't scare kids away. Like, yeah. I, I it, not to sound like a pedophile, but I love having kids at like <laughs> events. Like, it's, it's cool. It's great. It's fucking, like,
0: it's super important.
1: It, it really is. Cause like, they're the, they're the torchbearers. They're the, they're the next generation that's going to come in after we're gone. Like, what do you want your legacy to be? I was that asshole dude that made young kids not want to go to shows anymore or I was that really cool dude that invited every younger kid to come out and that gave them a passion for music like my heroes did for me like who who do you want to be in 10 years where do you want to be in 10 years do you want to be the person that inspires people or do you want to be the dude that just kind of gave up like we need more we need more people and we need more people that care and our current generation isn't doing it as much, so maybe no, we do need
0: to... Every, everybody's too self-centered, you know? That's another problem with people in our peer group, is it's like, yeah. you know, I have my band, and I have to worry about my thing, and I'm not worried about, like, helping the other bands, or talking to other bands. It's me, 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 and it's like, fuck that, like... Yeah, like, it's, it's there's not a, a healthy mentality. No nobody's going to fucking give a shit about you. Like, it's going to be very, very short-lived if you don't fucking, you know, start showing that you give a shit about other people.
1: And it's... I feel like we've kind of become poisonous to ourselves, too. We've kind of become poisonous to our own scene to the point where it's just like, have we really made it that inviting? Have we really made it worth it? Like, there's good bands out there. There's amazing bands out there. But at the end of the day has anybody ever really made outsiders feel welcome? Yeah.
0: I mean, like it's very, it's not frequent enough.
1: No, it's, it's just kind of become a rare occurrence and it's awesome. whenever it happens, but not only to get them to come the first time, but to want to come back again, you know, cool. You came out the first time. Great. I'll probably never see you again. (laughs) Like, I don't want that to happen. I want to encourage people. Like I, I make music, because I love it and because I'm passionate about it. I want you to love my stuff as much as I love it, even if it's for five minutes and you never listen to my band again. Those five minutes are what really matters because, you know, whenever it gets down to the nit and grit away from money, away from anything else in your life, all you can really give anybody is time. And that's, that's a precious commodity and people take it so for granted. Like what'd you do the other day? I sat on my couch and I watched Netflix for like four hours cool, that's four hours of your life that is now wasted. Yeah. I don't care what you say, it was wasted. And I, I mean, I'm a hypocrite. I've done it. I'm sure we've all done it.
0: You know, I love movies and film TV shows, but I'm so high strung that I can't sit down for more than a half hour without thinking, like, I need to be doing something else. Like, I should be working on this song or working on some promotion stuff or printing these shirts. Like, there's yeah. other shit to fucking do there's like i can't fucking it's like it sucks because i love movies yeah and there's there's so much i miss people are like hey did you, did you see the new avengers like no i didn't like that what do you mean you didn't see it i'm like i'm sorry i i, yeah. I have other shit that i'm passionate about and i can't just sit around and
1: like, i can i don't know but it where it kills it, me that's the thing like it even gets back to like This, this, this on a grand scale is, do we wonder if like the music scene on a grand scale is reflective of everything else that's going on in our lives? You know, you, you, you want to take a piece of the music scene and you want to just be like, Hey, this is what's wrong with the music scene. Okay. Is this what's wrong in other parts of our life too? Like when was the last time that anybody ever asked someone out on a date and actually went out on a date and didn't just sit in their house? It it's it's a it's been a long time. When was the last time that you actually asked someone to go to a show, and actually had them at your show?
0: It's you know two things. I did ask somebody on a date recently see, and went on a date. See, it was nice. And also, but you're also the show that I played at like, Lava Lounge this week. There was like, so many people. It's like, hey, come to my show, like in person, and they showed up.
1: So, but you're also trying to be an advocate for change. Yeah. You're you're the black sheep, dude. So, (laughs) so, but it's working. Yeah, it's working for you. So it could work for anybody. You just have to fucking do it. That's the issue, though. (laughs) Is no one wants to get up off their ass? And I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I'm doing any better than anybody else. I'm trying. Like it's 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 hard, and you know, there's people that leave a bad taste in the music scene. And there's people that leave a great taste in the music scene. There's people that make me want to be better. There's, there's fantastic musicians out there that constantly push me to be better. And there's fantastic people that push me to be better. And I, I'm afraid of losing passion. I'm afraid of losing what made me get it in the first place. And I want to see other people do what you're doing. Cause that's fantastic that's that's what we need that we need more people that actually give a shit and it's it's one thing to say you give a fuck you know one like for one prayer whatever <laughs> bullshit but at the end of the day do you really care like um you know we live in a nation of people that want to say that they're christians and not do the christian thing and sure. help people out you know we live in a nation of people that don't believe in true love anymore. Divorce rates are an all-time high. You know, I was I was a weird kid whenever I was growing up because my parents divorced and everybody was like, whoa, your parents aren't together. But now it's just like, oh, your parents aren't together too? Cool, you're just like me. Well, what changed? Why Why has all this changed? Why, why is it so hard to get people to come to shows? Why is it so hard to get people to commit to anything? When I was a kid, your word meant everything. Nowadays... You say something and people are like, yeah, cool. I'll believe it whenever it happens. Like, how can we trust people again? How can we start to really love and be passionate about stuff again? You know, where, why does everybody have a broken heart about everything? Music, shows, life, everything. Like, how do you, how do you mend all the broken hearts and get people to give a shit? Because it's, it's frustrating. I want to give a shit. How? how help me. How do how do I how do I make you give a shit because I give a shit about you You know
0: Yeah You know it's it's you That's one thing that you can't make people do is give a shit Yeah like, It's just that they need You need to have that passion in you to really care You know And sometimes it's just people For whatever reason just can't find the energy To give a shit And I yeah. I, I I I cannot get it Like I have Some talented friends that are really really good at like drawing you know stuff or painting or music or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they do and then it just seems like they stop for whatever reason because they don't want to put in that extra bit of work that it's going to take to get to the next level you know yeah. it's like they plateau at some point and that's the thing is it, it never gets easy you know you getting yourself out there telling people about your work encouraging people to engage with it it's a non-stop hustle and it is really easy to get discouraged but you can't let that happen. And I think that's just what happens to too many people. Yeah. They get discouraged way too easily.
1: It's we're like in a society of people with like a permanent broken heart and it's so sad. Like it's, it's, it's really sad to watch all these disheartened people that are so talented.
0: You know, every, everybody spends so much time looking at their phones, looking at Facebook and Instagram where people only post the best aspects of their life. Yeah. So you're sitting in your house by yourself, feeling all shitty about yourself Looking at Facebook and everybody just seeing all their bullshit like, oh, I'm having so much fun with my fucking friends today and this and that. and this That's and why that. you're
1: on Facebook talking about it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's people that I know that, you know, I'll see their Instagram posts and it looks like they're having so much fucking fun. And then I see them in public and it's like they're all just like this on their phone the whole time. And yep. then like they all get together and take one picture where like they look like they're having so much fun and then. You know, they spend the next 10 minutes adding their fucking filters to it and making it all perfect. It's it's, all bullshit. It's
1: the, we want to live better than the Joneses. It's the American mentality of, we want to show that we have a better life than everybody else. The American dream of, I'm doing great. Yeah. We're, We're number one, you know, like everything's a competition. No matter what you do, it's a competition for likes, it's a competition for attention. Why is it a competition? Why is it all a competition? Why is the local music scene like, oh, man, my better my, my band's better than you. Like, fuck you. We have more likes. Like, fuck you. Like, cool. Well, dude, I have nothing but love for you. Like, I have nothing but love for your music and your passion. That's great that you want to be number one. That's fantastic. Don't drag other people down while you're doing it. Yeah. And, like, it's it's frustrating because you're just like, all these people have no problem Sitting there and talking about how great their life is, but no one wants to actually get out there and make their life great. And like you, you see that stupid bullshit. This happens at least fucking once a week. Everybody has had this happen, and you've all seen it happen. Someone who's just like one week, me and my boyfriend are doing so great, everything is awesome, (laughs) I love him so much. Then the next week, single as a Pringle, hit me up, and then posting all these stupid things that are called relationship goals. The most obnoxious thing on the fucking internet. Yeah. So finally, one day I snapped, maybe. I I don't know what it was, but I snapped and I (laughs) commented on this one poor, unfortunate bystanders (laughs) relationship goals post. And I said, you know, what's a real goal is to go out there and actually connect with somebody and not sit on fucking Facebook every day to make your own quote unquote relationship goals and be fucking great to somebody for once and just hope that they'll be great back. And maybe not get this unrealistic expectation that the Internet has formed in your mind about what love is and maybe form your own expectation about love. And for whatever reason, I snapped. But it's so true that everybody just wants to sit there and talk about what you want talk about your great big goals talk about your great ambitions go out and make them happen no one's gonna do it What
0: the fuck everyone's so afraid of like people are afraid of but it's like you know what doesn't kill you makes you stronger you're gonna fuck up but if you fuck something up figure out why it failed and then you'll learn not to fucking do it again. And eventually you'll get it right. It doesn't,
1: the, the 999 times you failed does not matter. The one time that you succeeded mattered. Like, yeah. you, you think fucking Einstein got it right his first fucking try? Hell no. No way. Like you, you think any of these successful people, like Einstein didn't invent all of his stuff within a day. Like he didn't do it just like, Fuck yeah, equals MC Square. I knew that. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you guys. Like, he didn't go out there knowing that. Like, Edison didn't make the light bulb in five seconds. Like, you know, all these amazing people didn't do it right away.
0: Yeah, you know, it's... uh, People have really, really shitty work ethic, I find, anymore. It's funny. It's like talking about... uh, facebook relationship goals and things like that i've been having some issues lately just like trying to like connect with someone of the opposite sex like just to find somebody to spend some time with you know like and i was just thinking in my head about like what do i like in women and it's Mm. funny because i was thinking like 10 years ago it was probably like oh you know like just a girl that looks kind of creepy and is in the weird music Mm -hmm. and it's like now like the most attractive thing i could find in a female partner is someone with like good work work ethic that gives a shit about their life it's like like how fucking adult is that it's like i don't even care if you're like like looks and all that shit don't fucking matter i don't care what kind of music you listen to none of that matters i just want somebody with like a good work ethic that gives a fuck about themselves and can like take care of themselves yeah but that's and it's, that's asking for a lot apparently it
1: really is and <laughs> i guess like hard part of the problem too is like you know you're, you're talking about that like I, i've been single for like three years like i've seen people off and on but i wouldn't really call it dating um i've had some really awful dates some of the worst dates i've ever had in my life um and you know everything that your parents tell you whether you hate it hate to admit it or not starts becoming true like you won't give a shit what that person looks like in 10 years. Like, psh, no, they need to look hot. Uh-huh. Like, they need to be a solid 10. Like, I need to make all my friends jealous. And then you're just like, holy shit. All I really want is somebody that wants to hold my hand at the end of the day. Even after all's said and done. Even after we're both fucking tired. Like, stressed out. Screaming at each other. Like, d- what do you really want out of somebody? What do you You want someone to work it out and nobody... You know, this gets down to relationships, bands, music, everything is people don't want to fix anything. We live in a society where people love to throw everything away once and, it's broken. And,
0: yeah, and buy a new one.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you can't buy a new music scene. You can't just throw it out the fucking door <laughs> and trade it in for the next model. You can't. Yeah. You, there's so many... Like, your band you can do that with your band is it going to work probably not the passion isn't there you every time that you do that you throw kind of a piece of yourself a piece of your life out the door and you know it gets down to what i was talking about with like your your time is the most precious thing on this planet you clock hours on things you put in your time you put in your you know you you pay your dues what happens when you throw all that out the window you can't get your time back. You can't get back what you spent on it. You can't get back everything that you learned from it. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just toss it out. All right. Now you're at ground one. You, 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 you know, like you're, you're at the opening door again and you're just like, cool. I get to put all that back into it again Yeah. and hope that it turns out better. As opposed to if you fix something, you still have all that there. That's all still there and you can make it better. You can build stuff up. You can, you can fix things and we're so afraid to fix anything. We're so afraid to reinvest time.
0: Well, I don't think it's that we're afraid to fix anything. It's, we don't know how to fix anything because we don't take the time to learn how to fix it. Yeah. We would rather just throw it away, start new, hope for the fucking best. I,
1: it's, it's like taking five steps forward and seven back. Like, cool. You, you still have to start over again. You need to reinvest your time and money into it. And you, you're behind. How do you justify it? How do you explain to yourself, hey, I let myself down again, but we're not going to try and make it better. We're just going to try and make it different. And while different is great, you can make things better. Like you can repair your own life. Like I was a piece of shit for a really long time. I was a fucking horrible (laughs) person and I hated myself and you know how I didn't give up on myself. You know, I, for a while I did and you know, I, I had some points in my life where I really thought that I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't want to, try again. I just want to toss myself out and you can't, you can't give up. You can't just say, Hey, this can't be fixed. Well, I I have people that knew me from back when I was a piece of shit and people that know me now and they're just like, dude, 180, like, I don't hate you anymore. Like that's, that's great. That's awesome. Like it's, I don't want to be a piece of shit. I don't want to live a shitty life. I want to be happy. I want everything that I do to matter. And it's, it's all stemmed from the fact that I learned to recover. You know, I was in repair and I, hell I'm, I still am in repair. So I want to fix things. I like fixing things. It's cool. I do it for a living. I'm an electrician. I fix things all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's great. It's awesome. Let's start fixing things. Let's start repairing what's wrong with all this. And let's start actually giving a shit and taking chances. So I don't, it's, it's, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating and it's hard and it sucks. And it's, it makes you want to tear your hair out and give up and crawl into bed.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, nothing good worth fighting for doesn't come with that fight. You know, you gotta get through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I watched what happened to you whenever all your shit got stolen. Oh, yeah. You, that sucked. Little meltdown. But what'd you do? Turned around, okay, how how can we turn this positive? How can we make this better? You know, like, you didn't give up. No, you didn't not let, at all. You didn't let it. But so many people would.
0: Oh, yeah. that's That was everybody. A lot of people were reaching out like, whoa, it's crazy that, like, you're being so positive about this situation. It's like, look, you know, they didn't, they took a fucking computer and a notebook. Mm. They didn't take my brain. Like yeah. I'm still fucking here, and I could still do anything I want. Like yeah. I've been creating shit long before I had that fucking computer in that backpack. And yeah. it'll be con- new shit. I mean, look, like I new like here, got new stuff. Great, it's fine. It's like, like lost, had to put some money into it. That sucks, but make money to spend it. Mm. You know, fuck it.
1: So how do you? How do we? Get that mentality to other people where it's like it's not over, you know, how do you tell people I get that things suck and that they're hard, but stick it out and it'll be worth it. You know, how do you get that faith back? Like it's it's so terrible that any time that I date anybody, any that I see anybody, any that I interact with anybody. I have to convince them. That everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to break you. I'm not going to tear you down. How do you convince people of that anymore? Like it's, it's weird that you have to physically tell people and assure people that you're not there <laughs> to hurt them and that there's no inherent trust anymore. And a part of that goes along with the music scene where it's just like, there's no inherent trust in promoters and in bands anymore. Oh, no like, way, yeah. and you're just like, you know, this person wants me to sell tickets for what? What am I really getting out of this? Like, you can't just have faith in that person. Like, you know, maybe if I sell these, it's going to work out. You know, like you, you need to sell yourself. And it's, it's why? Why do you have to do that? Why is it like that? It shouldn't be like that. Like, let's, why, do, why do we need to force people to see that we're not pieces of shit?
0: I think it's it's, everybody has their own fucking problems and their own things going on and everybody's so, you know, everybody's has their own shit to do and it sucks when you're a creative and you want people to, you know, engage with the work that you're putting out there or fucking whatever. But you know, you have to realize that everybody has their own fucking things going on and like think about how you as a person engage with art as well and just, Put it all into account.
1: My biggest pet peeve ever is the bands that get mad at people for not standing for them, or the (laughs) bands that get mad at people for not coming (laughs) over. My my literal, you make every single artist look like shit whenever you do that stuff because it's just like yeah,
0: if like if you're just fucking play your songs and if you're doing good, people are gonna walk over.
1: Uh, we we played at a bar for Halloween. It's it a bar in Greensburg. It was called 333 Club. We had no idea what we were getting into. Really nice facility. The people were super nice to us. It was all like old head metal heads. And we were playing like 2005 Screamo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was no appreciation at all for what <laughs> we were doing. But you know what? Like, we didn't get frustrated. We didn't let it discourage us. Yeah, we were a little like, frustrated after the fact but like that didn't stop us from putting on a good show that didn't stop us from trying to wow people like these were it was a room full of 200 people there was a shit pile of people there in this little bar and it was awesome like sure none of them stood for us we got some clapping not a whole lot i'm sure a lot of people thought we were really weird we sold a lot of earplugs so that was cool so (laughs) but um You know, either way, like, we went out there and we played. We didn't yell at them, didn't get mad at them for not liking our stuff. Oh, fucking well. Like, so what? We're not your flavor. It's cool. We tried. You know, maybe one person liked it. Cool. That's one more person than we had the night before. So you can't get mad at people for not liking your shit. You can't get... You can't just go up there and say "fuck you." You're not standing. Blah, blah, blah. I see people sitting down. Whatever. If they, as long as they're there, it's better than the people that are sitting down at home. Yeah, it's like so, what?
0: What do you think's gonna happen? Like, oh, that <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna yell at this person, convince them to stand up, and they're gonna start having a good time. It's you can't like, force people. It's like, to like, like trying it. to convince like a girl to go down on you that doesn't want to <laughs> do it. It's like it's like even if you get it to happen, like that blowjob's not gonna be that great. No, like if it, they don't have a genuine passion for wanting to do that, for yeah. like wanting to stand up and watch your band, that's why are you even fighting for it? Yeah, don't just.
1: I mean, I've seen some fucking hilarious stuff at shows where people <laughs> didn't really want to care. <laughs> like, um, I remember playing a show with a band, set it off, and like they were, they were headlining, and they were just like playing up on stage, and like this girl was standing front row on her phone looking down while these guys were putting on one hell of a show. So their vocalist takes her phone out of her hands and just shoves it down his pants. Like genius. I mean, I'm sure that's a lawsuit somewhere, but like (laughs) genius. Now she's paying attention to you because you have balls all over her phone. Like, cool. Uh Like, um, I've seen like other musicians like tap on their phones while they're starting to play. And then like the person looks up and smiles like cute things. Like you don't necessarily need to put your balls on someone's phone. I'm not telling you to do that. That's probably not a good idea. (laughs) Um, but you know, you have fun with it. Like, so what? They don't want to interact with you? You know what I do to people? Like, I get off the stage and I walk up to them and I, like, hug them and stuff like that. Like, weird shit. Why? Because then you kind of make them feel bad for not paying attention to you as opposed to where, fuck you. Like, cool, now I just want to leave. Like, not everybody, like, what if they've had a long day and they just want to sit down, but they still want to listen to your music? You motherfucking them is not going to make them like you anymore. And it's not going to make them want to buy your shit. I've had people that have sat down at shows that didn't get it, like didn't get into it, but bought some of my merch.
0: Yeah, they who cares? They, just, they engage with the art differently, you know.
1: Not everybody has to be like another part of like why I'm not he- too huge into the slam scene, which is whatever. Like it's it's cool, it's fun, whatever. It's cool to just go out and beat the fuck out of everybody at the show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to be a part of it. No. So, like. While I have done it before, I don't advocate beating the fuck out of other people. And I don't advocate (laughs) stuff like that. Like, cool. Like, I I play in a heavy band. Yes, do I want to see you go wild and crazy? It'd be awesome. But, like, don't beat the fuck out of somebody. It's not cool. Unless they asked for it. That's also,
0: that goes back to scenes not being inviting.
1: Yeah. Like, how do you you convince a bunch of, like, small 15-year-olds? Like, yeah, our scene's great. You get punched in the face. It's awesome. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you just told me to get punched in the face is what you just told me. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, cool. it's fucking, yeah, it's the best. It's the greatest feeling that you'll ever have while you're bleeding and you need to explain to your parents why you just broke your face in some dude's basement. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, like, I, I there's a time and place for everything. There's a space for everything. Like, don't force people who are there. This this goes out to fans, too. Like, don't don't force people... To be a part of something that they don't want to be a part of. Like, if they just want to stand there and watch music, cool. If they want to sit there on their phone and still listen to your music and still potentially buy your shit, cool. That's what they want to do. Dude, it doesn't matter if someone's using my live music as ambient background noise while they're scrolling through Tumblr. Whatever. (laughs) You're there. You bought a ticket. You're there. That's... I don't give a shit. Like, fuck, dude. You can bring your fucking computer... You can watch porn while you're listening to my music. I don't care. Like, you can literally do whatever you want as long as you're there. Like, be, feel invited, feel welcome. Like, dude, you can scarf down a hoagie while you're listening to my thrashing beats. Cool. Awesome. Great. I love it. Every second of it. But, like, who, don't, don't get mad at people for not loving things the way that you do. It, everybody loves differently. So, I mean, Dude, what if people just want to go to the venue and take a dump while they're listening to, like, heavy music? It's great. Awesome. You're there. Like, it's better than taking a dump at home. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: that's – I think, like, everybody, you know, engages with things the way they want to, like you were saying. And I think another problem with shows right now could be, like, for whatever reason, the phone is enough for some people. Yeah. Like, they don't feel the need to engage in a way that, oh, I'm going to go out to a show. Mm-hmm. And blah, 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 blah. Especially if you're a local band that's playing all the fucking time. It's, it's like, uh, really well, hard. I'll catch them next time. Like, they're always playing. Yeah. Like, if you make it, like, a little bit more exclusive, then it seems a little it's, bit more important. in playing
1: different areas, too. Like, yeah. if you're in a local band, that doesn't mean that you can't play shows every week. Don't play shows in the same spot every week. It's, it's detrimental to you. You get stuck in a rut, and you kind of fuck yourself over yeah so i it's it's frustrating like you want to tell people what to do but you can't just be like hey you're fucking up like uh, who am i to say you know Mm -hmm. so i i guess the advice that i want to offer is just be passionate love what you do and show people that you love what you do and just hope that they want to love it too
0: yeah i back that hard as fuck yeah (laughs) well
1: that's really all you can do like um do you, you remember that band Bungler Yeah. that you played with? They have a message that carries with me 100% and I will forever support them because of this. And it's that literally every single show that they play, they make sure that everyone in there knows that they're a part of their family because they came to the show because they could be anywhere else that night in the fucking world. You'd be like balls deep in your girlfriend, whatever, but you're here at, at our show listening to our music that automatically makes you a part of our family. That makes that makes us love you. Don't care who you are. Don't care what you're doing. You're here. You're a part of our family. Yeah. 100% down with that. That's the, the the fucking coolest thing ever. And that's a great mentality to have as a band is appreciating every single person that's there. And you need to let people know that they're appreciated. It Like, everybody wants an attaboy. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Good job. Like, awesome. I, I do appreciate everybody that comes out and like... I hope one day you're as passionate as some about something as I am about music and I'll be there to support you 100%. So do you need to love music? No. Do you need to love my shit? Fuck no. I, I don't always like, so (laughs) just love what you do and love the people that love it. So
0: focus on the positives and get push negative fucking people out of your life. If you're going to, have somebody in your fucking band that's a Debbie Downer or somebody that is a friend of yours. It's, you know, just so negative. Like, stop. Just get them out of there and just only put time into people that are willing to, like, give a shit and be positive about things. Because you can't convince anybody to care about something. No, you, you really, really can. can't. You just have to go out of your way to find the people that care and just make your bubble of, like, cool people expand and just push the shit out.
1: You don't... Uh there's these dudes from Iceland, and uh, they're they're currently living in the U.S. because there's more music opportunities here than there is there. Oh yeah, like I believe they're, that. They're missing their families and shit, all for their passion of music. They make no money doing it. They they live in a dinky little apartment altogether. Like they they it sucks. Only one of them has a visa, and they're all piggybacking off of his. And they stated at one of my shows that I was throwing that got like moved venues at the last minute and there was only like 20 people there. And this dude in broken English just goes, there's not a lot of people here tonight. He's like, but there's a lot of good people here tonight and that's what matters. And like, that's awesome. Like you appreciate every single person that's there because you know that they care as much as you do. And that's what it's really all about. That's I think that's, what's wrong with our scene is like, we're so quick to put everybody in these categories and to like, well, you don't like the same things that I do. You don't feel the same way about this as I do. You're not a part of my clique. You're not a part of my friends group. Love them for who they are. Love them for the fact that they're there with you. Love them that they want to be there rather than being anywhere else, you know, treat them like their family. Cause that's what it used to be. It, you know you you go into a room of people you might not know but you felt at home and that's what I want to fix that's what I want to change and like I want to feel like cool I don't know any of you but you're all family tonight and if you ever need me I'm here like that's that's why I make music that's that's what it did it for me like Casey Culver screaming about his broken heart <laughs> like it was great and that's why I fell in love and that's what made me passionate like you don't hear it as much anymore and i want that back so that's why i make music and that's why i do what i do so whatever for whatever it's worth
0: (laughs) hey yeah i back it hard as fuck i think we could probably wrap up this has been sure good it's been great how you feeling feel pretty good about this solid you feel like you got some feels off your chest yeah like i mean you're ready to go conquer the world yeah
1: probably gonna <laughs> take care of my cat for a while like, <laughs> I, I have a music video shoot tomorrow so that's gonna be exciting Just yeah. a bunch of random people in my living room staring at me for a while while i bounce around to nothing because no music plays during music videos fun fact yeah yeah so unless it's a live video but
0: anyway. <laughs> well good luck with the video shoot Thanks. i'm gonna be sure to attach all of the links to your bands and all that stuff in the description cool. of this episode so sounds like fun for all the listeners out there be sure to check out the
1: stuff it's it's not as bad as i make it out to seem so <laughs> i hope hey maybe
0: you know there's something out there for everyone so that'll be it we're going to wrap it up and uh thanks for doing it yeah cool and... And That is all folks Thanks so much for listening Hope you enjoyed the conversation Alex Is a good dude He's a passionate motherfucker You know you don't meet a lot of people Like that and I really really enjoyed Sitting down and talking to him We've had brief conversations In the past before about different things And I kind of knew That he would be a great person to have On the show and I'm really glad I got to know him a little bit better with this episode, and I look forward to seeing them next time, and just whatever, bullshitting about more stuff, hopefully not for two hours, but, you know, whatever, Alex, you're awesome, and yeah, I'll be back next week again with another episode, same time, same place, same channel, you know the drill, my name is Sykes, start the beat, 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.